Monty Pochat is wicked smart. He's the head of Google's Social Lab, which assembles Google's best efforts to integrate positive social marketing across user touchpoints. We'll get, we'll get into that. We also talk about his tenure at Edelman, where he rose through the ranking quickly from assistant account executive to executive vice president in client strategy. Specialized in tech, he worked on clients such as Adobe, where he helped launch their 2012 Creative Suite, and Samsung. Santi has worked with many influencers and celebrities. For example, one of his pieces with Samsung reached incredible viral success on Twitter with the help of the 2014 host of the Oscars, who was it? Ellen DeGeneres, as she took a rather famous selfie with Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, and more. I'm sure you remember that one. Santi also worked with YouTube celebrity Casey Neistat as they they droned him through Finland on a snowboard. He explains it all on this episode with so much knowledge to offer. If you find him interesting, which I'm sure you will, head to our Instagram at EnteringAd to see his recommended resources and, of course, to connect with him. If you like the pod, please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's the easiest way to help us grow. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellberger. Kick it, Mike. Santi Pochat, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Great to have you. We've just been chatting for a little bit before we got started, and we got a lot to talk about. A lot of cool things we're going to cover in this episode. So if you're listening right now, stay tuned. Put your seatbelt on. This is going to be a fun ride. And we've got a little bit in common. We were connecting a little bit before. Um, your your resume is impeccable. Right now, you are the head of the social lab at Google. Pretty recent, like a, just over a year now. How long have you been there? A little bit over a year, year and a half, I would say. Like September, October, a couple years ago. Yeah, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic job. Pre-pandemic, so in person at Google, how was that? Are there like slides everywhere and like uh... you know, you would you would think that I think that's that's really how they like you know how they like draw you in. Uh, I didn't get any I didn't get any slides. I did get a lot of sort of like big you know uh, uh, you know riding your bike from meeting to meeting uh, meetings on bikes like very mm-hmm. cool campus tech. I did I did the whole experience before you know before the shutdown. So I got I got lucky. Yes. Sure. Did you like a pedal bike tour meeting? Is that I no, yeah, you know they have like that, like those like four ways uh, that sometimes people do. But no, I just had a regular, just had a regular bike ride meeting uh, with a few people, uh, just like around campus, which was both incredibly interesting and exhausting. I would say, you know, you're paying attention, you try not to hit anyone or die on the street, you know. And uh, at the same time, you actually have to be articulate and say smart things. Sure. Surrounded by smart people. Uh, so you feel a little bit like, uh, you know, like uh, one of those reality shows, uh, you know, uh, Ninja Warrior, like stuff like that. Like you're trying to be smart and not die. It's great. Sure. Sure. I would just be worried about falling. No, it was my main concern for sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we got to figure out what the social lab is at Google. And then we got to talk about how you got there and where you're from and all the cool stuff you've done in between. And you're an award winner of creative awards at a PR firm you were at for a good amount of time. So you've got, are some of those creative awards from the PR firm 
Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of the, the silverware, uh, mm -hmm. as people would say, um, really comes from like my time um, at Allman, and particularly my time working on on our Samsung business, um, which honestly, you know, foundational to just like my career and everything that I've learned. Uh, truly, um, I was mentioning to you, you know, before we, we started sort of recording. You know, it's it's really a place where I grew up and, and actually moved to America with Almond. So I, 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 you know, I owe the agency a great deal. It's a great place to sort of grow up. Um, yeah, a lot of it was with Samsung work. You know, Lions and, and Clio's and you name it. But um, you know, biggest takeaway I think from all of that is is you know teamwork definitely multiple agencies involved, clients who were, you know, super risk prone. So it was a good combination of getting in when it was small, jumping on that rocket ship and then working really hard to make sure that, you know, um, I got a piece of that pie. So it was uh, a lot of hard work is sort of the fuel, but like the spark is really like getting really lucky with your timing. Um, it's like, I like to talk about my time in Samsung that way because, you know, I thought I did a good job. I consider myself pretty smart and good at my job, but, um, I got really lucky. I got really lucky that I was surrounded by like, honestly, some of the most talented people to this day uh, who have gone on and done just incredible stuff outside of, um, Edelman, outside of like the sort of like marketing world overall. Um, and we got to do a lot of weird stuff, which I'm like particularly proud of, right? Like, you know, I don't know, from launching like phones, which, you know, as a giant nerd growing up and like seeing, you know, things how like technology was changing everything, you know, from like PCs on, um, and me having a little bit of experience doing that for BlackBerry before, it was crazy, crazy to see, right? That explosion in the US for Samsung and like that globally as well. Um, and being a part of that, um, you know, I don't know, you name it, six hour J, uh, Prince concert in like South by Southwest. Wow. You know, Jack, um, Jay-Z and Kanye sit at South by Southwest the next year, Jack. Um, I've been to every music festival that you can, you know, rattle off in the US. And yes, I was working extremely hard and we we're doing a ton of stuff, but it was fun. It was, it was really rewarding. And then th that's like the thing that they don't tell you about awards. Like if you actually like the work, it probably means it's pretty good. Like if you enjoy the work, um, other people will enjoy it too. Um, and you know, when, when I got to do things like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, helping launch like Magna Carta Holy Grail for, for G, like the Jay-Z and Samsung partnership or anti-diary for, for Rihanna. Um, those were like so unique and so unique to the time and so unique to those artists. And it's like, I don't know how I would have done that in another, like in another life, right? Like, I don't know, like maybe like working for a label, um, but that's like not my speed. Like that's not who I am. And yeah. so I, got, I got really, really lucky. Um, yeah, so this is very cool. So you dropped a lot of you dropped a lot of interesting tidbits in that and just in that one small segment. And I, I want to break that down a little bit. Before we do that though, uh so your stint your 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 career with Edelman lasted how long? Nine years? Uh yeah, about a decade on and off. I, okay. I, took little, I took a little break, a little detour, and I actually went in-house to Verizon, um, where I was a marketing director for about a year. Um, okay. Also very cool, like very proud of my time there. I think we, we did plenty of cool stuff there too. Um, went back to Edelman um, uh, for, for a short stint again, like about a year. Uh, and then again, got really lucky, um, I, you know, over my, my time 
working in marketing, I've met a lot of people and those people are always sort of like looking out for, for me the same way I'm looking out for them. And, you know, that's sort of how I got connected to this gig and, and went through the very rigorous uh, Google interview process and um, got really lucky and, and got in. Wow. And I think a lot of people think, well, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. I think when people hear Edelman, uh, they think earned media. And I, I too think that. Um, I don't know all about this large company that I'm working at currently. Um, so tell us, like, you are down the tech tech side of things. Like, what were some of those other opportunities at Edelman, those PR? Um, so, yeah. Other than just earn media. You know, I, I it's interesting because, like, I feel like that, that Sigma, um, you know, we, we try really hard to, like, make it go away. And it's, you know, it's just like a, a, a matter of fact. You know, Edelman is, is really very well known for, you know, like PR and media, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, crisis comms, you know, strategic comms, like that sort of thing, exact positioning, like really big, heady policy stuff, regulatory issues. And um, I, I've never been a media person. Like, I don't think I've called a journalist like a day past, like, I don't know, the age of 19. You know, I started working when I was 18. And um, Edelman has like this, like very cool ability to sort of blend a lot of things together. And, you know, some more successfully than others. And, you know, over time, those things have also evolved. But like, think about, you know, their uh, intelligence sort of like insights offering or like their sort of like digital marketing chops. Um, those are constantly evolving and changing. And like those opportunities are sort of latent. Like none of their big clients just buy into one thing, right? Um, and I think that's something that Element has done particularly well um, over time. Um, things that won't flow, don't get me wrong, right? There's mm-hmm. plenty of things that have changed over time. And, you know, um, for a long time, like, you know, Element was building websites and like that's no longer necessarily the case, but um, he gave me an opportunity to do like very diverse stuff, right? Um, a lot of the, the work that I've done over uh, my time at Element and, and beyond has been like, you know, sort of digital market, marketing focus, right? Well, the particular sort of like interest in so, social, social media. Um, but, you know, Edelman is sort of like a strategic partner, which means like you get to touch and see a lot of other stuff. Um, yep. in, in I've learned, I've learned to sort of embrace that like weird sigma like the thing that like most people see as a weakness, like I love to like think about all the things that I've learned from crisis people at Element, from like earned, you know, sort of like hyper experts that understand like how is Wall Street Journal going to pick this up? Like what is actually interesting to these people? Because like it helps me make better marketing. Period. Um, there's like this like weird um, practice. It's not like reserved development. I think it happens in a lot of agencies where like people like start, you know, their creative ideation by like writing a headline. Edelman writes those headlines for a living. So like you're starting from like a place of like someone understanding like what actually makes a story marketable. And then like making that marketing marketable is like part of sort of the magic. Yeah. So in, in my mind, um, listen, it's not a traditional upbringing, right? You're not in a creative shop. You're not making like TV spots. Rarely you'll get an opportunity to do something that's like really above the line, right? Like, I don't know, putting out a home out in the world or stuff like that. But like, if you look at some of the Edelman greatest hits, right? Like over the past couple of years, like you see like things like the Taco Bell Hotel, like really cool, interesting stuff that's happened in Europe. A lot of, obviously a lot of work for Samsung and um, plenty of other clients. The magic of Earn is like in it. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty great in, in 
there is a stigma. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. for anyone that is not like a specialist and doesn't want to be like an art specialist, like there's a lot to hold you back. But um, I love growing up there because it gave me like perspective. Um, it, it, it made me a much a significantly better marketer. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And how are you so successful there? Because you rise up, you know, pretty high up within your your ten years there. What you know, what kept you going? What, how how did you become so successful? You you worked with some cool clients, including Unilever, Campbell's, and Facebook. Um, so how do you, you know what, what were some of those tips for people that already have jobs, or myself, to stay yeah. successful? I it's you know it's it's interesting. Um, I've never, I've never like codified it. I think, you know, going back to like the idea, like I just worked really hard and got like lucky. Um, I, I really worked incredibly hard for an extended period of time. Um, I got lucky, for example, because I, I, you know, when I moved to New York, I sort of got, you know, um, slotted into the Samsung business and that just sort of happened to be a rocket ship, which, you know, all, all ships rise in a way. And I worked really hard to like stay in front of it, right? Um, be proactive, you know, working long hours. And I, it, it's not a factor of effort, by the way. I'm not like, I'm not a hustle person. Like, I hate that. Um, right. Thank but, you. Like, you know, just like, I, I don't believe in just like dying for the job. But if you really like what you do, you really go the extra mile. You know, I, I understand, or like when I, when I, when I used to join clients, for example, like, or like they would bring me in. Um, I spent a lot of time just like understanding their core business. Like I did it for like pharma companies. Like I know how like drugs work now. And by the way, like that's being off today. Like I can tell you things about vaccine development that like I would have not known. Like if I had not worked at all in on a pharma client that makes vaccines now. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you, at that point in time, you think those experiences are like, weird or off or I'm never going to use this again, but I like guarantee that like, those are the things that like, will get you ahead in your next job in like your next, you know, review or whatever. Um, I made myself highly visible, like by pushing ideas that like were at times like maybe uncomfortable or even like outside of a remit, hmm. you know, uh, I was, again, I wasn't alone, right? Like I, we had a super strong creative team that like was very invested in it. I, uh, that manager who's now a really good friend of mine um, who, who believed, right? Who had the same drive and like, that was like helpful. Um, that helps. Yeah. But, you know, I was very anxious about my own career and, and um, that translated into like just volume of work. Like, you know, yeah, if a client had a problem, I would find a solution or I would try to figure, you know, figure out like our value, our role in it. And it didn't pay off like a hundred percent of the time, but listen, if it pays off 80% of the time, that's revenue, that's promotions, that's raises, that's, you know, exposure to senior leadership. And like, you sort of grow from there. Um, You gain, you know, if your client, if you're helping your client grow in some way and your client trusts you and you become like trusted partner, Yep. You become more valuable internally, right? Like you, like you'll head up and, and that's sort of like what happened to me. And in, in, in some ways, you know, you have to find a balance in that. Like you don't want to like over tether yourself to like a yep. physical client, but um, it really helps you. Like if you can, you know, be like a little symbiotic. Sure. With people, 
um, your team and externally with like your clients, that's that's the, like that's the stuff that just like bubbles up for you all the time. There's going to be more work. There's going to be. It's really about more work. You generate more work. You know. Makes sense. Okay. But the, uh, I mean, your success also, I mean, this is not unheard of, right? The, the things that you're saying, you know, you work hard, you, f you figure out a balance and you will find success. If you offer value consistently and you show up each and every day with a, the right attitude, I mean, but you, you know, you had also an interesting case where you're with this really interesting tech client when you, when the client and the team also is in this perfect balance and you have this opportunity, but you also didn't squander the opportunity. You worked hard. You stayed I, in front of it. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it, it's less about, um, finding balance. It's like, I, you know, a combination of things happen, right. Um, I found, a, I, I found my niche very early on. Right. Um, I've always been into tech. So it's very natural for me to like land in tech. So okay. Like, I, got, I got lucky once. I like, I worked for Blackberry, I worked for Adobe and I landed at Samsung. Right. Makes sense. All those things like laddered up for me. Right. Like these are all things that I fundamentally understand and that I, I am personally very passionate about. Not everyone gets that lucky. Right. Like sometimes you go your you go like day to day and just like you you genuinely don't understand or like appreciate like your client. And I don't mean like appreciate them as like people, I'm sure you everyone does, but like remote people do. But I mean like, you know, you don't appreciate like the the thing that like they're very passionate about. Potentially. Sure. And it, it, it makes it harder. So you have to work a little harder to make it interesting for yourself. Like, I think that's the, the magic. I, I found every boring task that I've ever had to do that I was like frustrated by, I could probably make a little bit more interesting for myself. If I just like thought about it a little bit, instead of just like sitting being like, this sucks. I don't want to like build another like 20 slides of like <laughs> nonsense. Right? Yeah. yeah make the slide weird, make the idea like weirder, bring in, you know, um, uh, creative juices from like a totally different world or like ask people that are not in this industry, like, you know, to like weigh in, bring talent that doesn't make any sense. And like, yeah, try to like funnel that energy, like that same frustration and like boredom that like people generate at work. Like, like you can just make this fun. Like it doesn't need to be this work. Uh, and, and for me, that's always been like highly successful. I like that. Uh, you know, we, we are have, in a creative industry. Channel back to that whenever you're frustrated. Have, you know, when, I, when I worked for Unilever, um, we, you know, we we won the the Tazo account, uh, Tazo teas, right? Like uh, ready to, ready to drink and um, like the tea bags, right? They are formerly owned by Starbucks. Unilever bought them and. We're sort of evolving the brand one of our clients, some of like the loveliest clients um, I've ever had. And you know, we landed, we landed the pitch with an idea, and the idea didn't like totally pan out like after the pitch, and we didn't like stop there, right? We pitched them something like weirder and bigger. We we're like, okay, your whole thing is like being out of your comfort zone. We're gonna like just you know push it, like you know, turn it to eleven. And we ended up doing this like amazing, you know, piece of creative activation like, you know, whole nine yards with, um, you know, uh, a uh, drag race uh, superstar where, you know, she hosted a, like a summer camp for adults. And if I explain it to you that way, and I'm trying to sell you tea, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but like, it really like landed the brand and it worked really well.
Hmm. When was this? Uh, a couple years ago, three years ago, I'm going to say now. Nice. Yeah. Those are sorts of things that I'm like, okay, literally like the sleepiest possible brand. Yeah. Like, okay, like, do we do the tea thing or like, do we do something like, I remember like seeing concepts from another agency at that point, like for the same brand. And we were like, this is every other tea brand who says they're cool. Like we should do something to like actually show people right. like the thing, not like switch it up. Yeah. Um, that to me is like a, an amazing example of like, just make it weird. If you can't make it fun, just make it weird. Right. For yourself. It's fine. I like that. I like that. I really like that. Make it fun. Make it weird. Draw in from inspirations from somewhere else. You know, the stuff that you like, like I got, you know, when, when I was on paternity leave, However, I got really into drag race. So like, I understand that world a lot more now. Like, you know, watching it at three in the morning, like while doing like nighttime feedings with <laughs> my baby. That, I didn't connect the dots. We did, we, I didn't even know that client existed when I started watching that show. But like when that idea came out from a creative team, I was like, this is perfect. And this is great. I love it. So I was yeah. very happy about making it happen. So we made it happen. I love it. You drew in from your, your own interests, that's which it. is important. That's what I think also in the interview process, that's what a lot of these people are looking for. Like, what are you interested outside of just marketing, advertising, communications? You know, what do you do? What do you, what do you enjoy? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? The culture plays a lot into the work that we do and it should. It's interesting because like, I, you know, I used to ask this question around sort of like what, you know, what do you do outside of work when I was interviewing people and you know, a lot of the safe answers are the, the stuff that you would expect, right? Um, I work out. I hang out with my friends. Like, pretty straightforward vanilla stuff. Like, you know, yeah. if you name it, everyone does a version of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've gotten answers that were, like, so strange and so weird. Like, I had a person who just, like, loved, you know, uh, doing these, like, very unusual sort of, like, tours, like, all the time. Right, like, like where tours, sewer stuff, like abandoned subway stations, like in New York. And I was like, that is so weird, but that is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like this person is just really interested in like history and like sure. that, that one way that like that came to life worked for yeah. them. Um, I've met, you know, a lot of people interested in fashion or interested in like beauty. Yep. And those things are like, they pass in into the stuff that you do every day. Yes. It may not be immediately apparent. It may take some time for you to connect the dots, but like that stuff is pretty magical. What I love about what's happening right now is um, really like with social, right? Being so sort of like diversified and mainstream, and like there's a platform for everyone at this point, right? Um, you can really learn a lot from someone. So, like, I love photography. You know, that's like my personal thing. Like, I love photography. Okay. Right? Like, does being into photography make me a better marketer? I don't know, but like it gives me a creative outlet. So I'm like, okay, great. Like I can use that. So like, yeah. example, I love photographers. So like the next time like you need a photographer for a campaign, yeah, I have like a weird short list. Like, sure. I don't get asked a lot, but like, sure. Yeah, um, you got something in your back pocket. All those things are interesting to me. Um, I'm a huge history nerd. Uh, you know, as like most dads, I guess, at this point, like I saw some TikTok about like, you know, when you're like, when you reach 35 and you have at least one kid, you have to pick one of two. Wait, well, let me guess. Let me yeah. guess one. One was World War II history. And the other one was smoking meats. That's exactly right. 
Yeah, I saw that one. Into, I'm big into history. A little bit. I'm very into World War II, but like well beyond that. Sure. Too. And yeah. that actually helped me, for example, like frame a lot of our work for Facebook. Hmm. Because a lot of the work that we did for Facebook was like positioning around their, their cryptocurrency, which is also like a thing that I'm like extremely nerdy about. The, the movement and sway of like uh, monetary policy, economic systems, the evolution of like the gold standard, the cost of things like texting <laughs> and technology over time are things that I inherently know. I know from experience, I know because of my personal interests. If you told me like all of those things would collide to try to launch like a, you know, a cryptocurrency, I would have like, just like laughed. Wow. Right? You never know how you can like mix and match yourself. That to me is like the best. And is there any uh, interest in like drones at all? Yeah, I mean, listen, like we, so when we, we, we well, talked about this, <laughs> that's a random question, but we talked a little bit before and I wanted to bring this up. When we talked, you know, we, when I talked about Samsung, like one of the things that I was like very proud of, right, is in, I'll sort of like say it in like two ways, right? Like we, we were really early to the sort of like the creator space. Uh, do we do it right all the time? I don't know, you know, hit or miss, I would say, but um, we did a lot of work, for example, with Casey Neistat for his like sort of like do what you can that eventually became like the sort of like Samsung moniker. And um, one of the things that we did, you know, speaking of drones, which obviously another thing that I'm interested in is, um, you know, we helped him like fly himself off of a drone. And like that required having a drone partner that we'd been working with um, them and um, Casey for a long time, DroneWorks, wonderful people um, based in, in Texas. And they built this monster. It built a monster it's crazy and you know i learned i know more now about faa regulations in the u.s sure than um and there's a reason why we have to you know shoot that in, in finland um you know i i think I, I still have like some you know hold over frostbite was recording in a very cool yep um but it was very cool it's very cool being there for that it was very cool being a part of that it was cool we, I think Casey told the story once. If not, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the premiere. He, he might have he might have told the story on Twitter. I think um, we we're trying to like secure, you know, um, all I want for Christmas, like um, Ryan Carey's version, right? And, yeah, yeah. You know, being on the phone with the label and figuring out insurance and like liability, and you know, just not being able to get it, but having it was so strange. It was so weird. And, you know, between that, you're eating like reindeer meat and you're in Finland. I never thought I would visit Finland. Yeah. You get to do those like weird things. And like suddenly like you have like a, you have a dude, I've known Casey for, I think like 10 years now, a long time. And um, I was, I was a fan first. And then I, I did the hard sell to Samsung for a long time before the last work together. But um, just seeing him fly, I was like very surreal. Um, I landed, I remember it was right after my wedding uh, to my wife in um, London in New York from Tokyo, where we had our honeymoon. Tokyo, Tokyo, New York, sorry, Tokyo, Chicago, New York. Okay. Uh, classic layover. Uh, went to our apartment, packed my bags, flew to Finland. Wow. And then came back. Um, and it was the most deranged trip. Like, I don't think I... You know, middle of winter, so like you're sort of, 
twilight daylight is sort of like year round. Yep. Um, Philip was a lot of fun. Like I can't wait to go back. It was so weird. I loved it so much. <laughs> That's um, crazy. But like those are the things that you get to do when you keep pushing for like that weird thing. You're gonna find clients that don't want to do it. You're gonna find people internally that don't want to do like the weird stuff. There's more people that don't want to do that than there are people who will let you do it. Um, but like sometimes you get a hit, you get it like that. Um, one of my favorite things that I ever got to do, and to this day is still like one of the most what I would consider like one of my most underrated projects ever is actually like a um, almost like a not a documentary series, but like a film series that we did with Samsung called um, Connected, where we basically briefed 10 very unlikely creators and basically film directors. Um, we partnered with Vimeo to do this. And they created their own takes on like what it means to be connected. And obviously a lot of it had to do with like, you know, Samsung generally. Yeah. Um, but that story was so, the output of that, like I would have watched that. Like those 10 shorts, I would have watched those. Sure. Like if I didn't like, you know, work on them. And it got me like, um, it, it got, it didn't get me. It got one of the, the awards, um, the first, so the first uh, Tribeca X award at the Tribeca Film Festival, which is like a, almost like a branded award, right? Um, went to Samsung and, and one of the, the short films. And I remember going there and being like, what the hell are we doing at the Tribeca Film, like film Festival, you know, award ceremony? And I was like, this is really cool. And our, my sort of direct client, like, was very, you know, supportive of the project. But, like, the rest of the time, we can totally get it. Um, we sort of did it. And I'm so grateful because, like, yeah. that was weird. And it didn't, like, really do that much, to be completely honest. But it was the best. And I loved it. I, I love it to this day. I send it to people when I'm like, you know what's good? Like, I, I just love this that I made. I love um, that. Yeah. What was it called? Where can we find that? It's a, it's a, it's called the Connected Series, and I think like uh, there's like a Tumblr website that is probably still up that'll that'll date you and like how old it was. Sure. But, um, it should it should still be around if you look for like Samsung Connected Series. Like, honestly, some of the 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 most like wonderful stuff. And you know, to be completely honest, like I didn't do that much. Like these creators did all right. the work, but just the fact that you get to like give these people an opportunity to like tell stories like the way they want to. We had animators, we had fiction, we had doc, doc, documentary type, you know, shorts and that stuff was crazy. And it was awesome. And I would do it a thousand times. With I love that. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, there might be some work that you've done that has gained a bunch of attention and maybe has gone super viral. Anything like that, that we want to tell our audience about? Um, yeah, you know, you have like stuff like, uh, I'll do, I'll do an old one and I'll do sort of like a new one, like a more recent one. Um, you know, when, um, like BBL and selfies, I think is like a really good example of like right time, right place. And, you know, it was very little by way of engineering, right? Like the famous sort of Ellen taking a selfie with a bunch of like people at like the Oscars and yes, it had more to do with, um, really nice product placement and us having like sort of like an opportunistic moment to like really do something with it. Who um, was in that? Well, explain that one again. It was, what was that 2014? I think so. It was 2014. It was like Ellen. Oscars. Ellen DeGeneres was hosting the Oscars. And one of the skits like in the, you know, in the, the script part of the show was her taking a selfie to try to beat I can't remember what it was. I think they were trying to beat some like retweet record or something. And, sure, like, sure. Demolished it. 
um, overnight. And it was just like, you know, I don't know, I think it was like Brad Pitt and like a, like a, a thousand other celebrities basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which was super weird and super interesting, but it's awesome. You know, we perfect sort of like alignment of stars. And then you have on the other side of the spectrum, things that like, you know, I've worked really hard on like, um, like what we're doing currently with Google for, for get like our get the facts campaign and, and our latest sort of vaccine spot. What's the cam what's the campaign called? Uh, it's get the facts. Um, and sort of it's next iteration is get back to what you love, which is something that we launched a couple of weeks ago on doing March Madness, you know, like finals. Um, and that work is just really meaningful to me. I've been working on that for, for a few months now. And it's, it's a kind of work that like, you know, you don't, you don't really like think about when you think about marketing, like, you know, who's like doing the stuff. And I've seen tweets from people who like saw, you know, some of our content or saw like the actual like spot that ran, ran during um, the finals. And they were like, I was going to cancel my appointment and I saw a video and I decided to keep the time that I had, that I had. And I was like, that's, holy shit. Like, that's incredible. Like, you know, yeah. that, you expect, you were like hopeful that that will happen. But like the fact that like one single person decided not to delay, Right. Getting your vaccine, that's like crazy. And, you know, we got crazy amount of like attention um, when, it, when it first aired, but it's a part of our bigger effort. And I'm proud to say that like some of the most impactful, honestly, some of the most impactful things that I've done, and I think like most people do when they work in marketing, like are the things that like no one actually like gives you an award for or like that you get to, you know, speak to it at like, you know, whatever, like case study. Um, the stuff that actually does something for someone or like changes like the course of someone's like life, course of someone's career. Um, you know, I think about some of the work that, that the, you know, girl with Google team does around like certifications for people who, you know, are looking for better, better paying jobs. And I'm like, it's crazy that like you have marketers working on that. Yeah. Like and their jobs to make sure like many people know these things are available to them. He's like, then these people can get like, really well-paying jobs in like industries that like they might not have access to otherwise and i'm like that that's like the holy grail of like where you want to get to a market you can do a lot of you can do a limited cool stuff right mm -hmm. that runs out pretty quick um, yes and you want to get to a point where you're still sort of balancing it right you have like really funny like memes or something and then like you're actually doing something with that like power that is like conveyed to you um google's a, a unique brand because like we don't have to you know do that that much but like it's 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 a very cool thing to see and the social lab is what how would you describe the social lab to somebody that's never heard of it before what is it is it like its own little agency within google or is it just an amalgamation so, of different people what what are we thinking i don't i don't subscribe to internal agencies which is subject probably for another day so like we're not we're definitely not an, an internal agency um, okay google google generally is um Google is a very big company, as, as you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people that, that in and out of Google that touch social, right? There's a lot of agencies. There's a lot of like different products. A lot of products have their own marketing teams. A lot of marketing teams have their own social people. And our job is really to like act as a tether um, because there are so many teams and so many people working on so many different things. There's a need for teams like ours to like really try to congeal like a general point of view and make sense of, of the world a little bit. Sure. So where we, our sort of sweet spot is on in things that are, I would say like two products and more, right? If you think about moments like the Super Bowl, it's not like one product. The combination of things, vaccines or like our, our COVID work generally, it's not one product, it's a lot of different things coming together. And that's really where we come in. 
Um, we work with some of our other partners, like there's the Creative Lab or Brand Studio, which, which do a lot of the creative work at Google, um, agent, external agency sometimes, other marketing teams to build sort of like that, like digital strategy in many ways. Um, but also, for example, like use social data to like better inform product decisions or spot like early, you know, incoming issues. Um, I sort of like as a little bit of a window into the actual, sure. right? Um, because Google does a lot. So it's important that like we sort of like keep our, you know, perk up our ears in many ways. Um, so we have we have that sort of like across a lot of stuff, you know, um, Super Bowl is like a really good example of that, but like holidays are another good example of that, you know, some of like the, the larger cultural moments, right? Um, our work towards like things like, um, you know, our position in racial equity um, or as I mentioned, like our COVID work really funnels in, in many ways through our team. Um, and again, credit work credits to you, we will do everything, right? Like we'll work at an immensely talented group of creative people and media people that like work with us, like try to bring it together. Can that change the amount of people just change per project or is there like a, is there? Yeah, so like I have, I have a, uh, my team, you know, my team is obviously fixed. Like there's about, I think like 12 of us today. Um, okay. We're growing, we'll be hiring soon, hopefully. Um, but then we, you know, we have a lot of internal partners, right? Like the social lab, there is the media lab, which obviously does all the media for Google, like sure. internal stuff, right? Um, the one distinction that I usually make for, for people who are more unfamiliar with Google is, um, uh, you know, we're not like a client facing team, right? Like uh, a customer facing team. Like we don't work with Google clients per se, right? Okay. Um, so we work for Google the brand. Right. Um, so that's like the, the big sort of like distinction because there's plenty of other creative teams that do that externally. Yes. Um, so they're very talented group of people who are, you know, trying to like, un, you know, not get Google out there, but that again, I feel like when you you become a, you know, a burb, like you don't really need a lot of exposure help. Yeah. But um, really tell people more about, tell people about the things that we're thinking about, like that, the ones that we believe in, the stories that like need, need to be told and, um, you know, push sort of this 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 idea that like we are really here to like be extremely helpful and, and fulfill a mission to like you know um, get people the information that they need as, as quickly as they can. I love it. I love it. It's got me pumped up. It's got me like me like I, I don't know. I want to do something meaningful in my work every day too, and I do, and we all do in our own little ways. But I mean, when you're doing that full time, and which seems like you're very happy and you're you're happy to be there, that's that's yeah, inspiring. I, you know, I think like it's always um, it's always interesting because like you you have to take sort of like a, a, a split view on it, right? I do plenty of things that I, I don't you know not like necessarily passionate about. You know, I look at more spreadsheets than I would want to. Sure. Or like you have to like you know you have to write up budgets and stuff like that. Sure. Um, you know, uh, really making the meaningful moments like count and trying to make those as big as possible and and sort of have those like dominate. There's like the things that you do and like the things that you obsess and think about for a long time. The things that you do, right, are maybe the things that like you're less passionate about. It doesn't mean that you do them like slower. One of the, one of the pieces of feedback that I got really early in my career was like, the things that you want to do, you do like high energy, you're like engaged and like, you know, you're like one person. The things that annoy you or like you don't want to do, you don't do at all. And that really changed my perspective on like the fact that like, to be consistent, you need to be consistent across both the sort of like the whatever percentage of things that you find 
restrictive in your path or restrictive to your goals, like whatever you want to call it, right? Like sure. you want, I don't know, more boring things. Sure. Well, to earn yourself the right to do like the big world changing, cool, you name it stuff. Um, those are the things that I think, you know, you need to like balance like one or the other. Like, again, I, I spent a lot of time, for example, you know, going into like the minutiae of like, just like social platforms. And it's not something that like, I love doing all the time, but I found a way to like make it very, you know, very me and tell people, get people to like where I think they need to go a lot quicker. It's like, okay, I found a way to make this thing that I'm not necessarily passionate about and didn't want to do in the first place work for me. So it's like, okay, I, I can do this with literally everything else. And the things that I can, I just do. Like, mm-hmm. just get it done, move, honestly, like you just got to move past power through yeah i love it this has been great um any resources that you follow uh that keeps you up to date uh knowledgeable i you know i i love twitter just because it's just my speed sure. uh, truly you know uh, every time like, i get this question like people recommend books and stuff like that and that's not necessarily but i love reading but like marketing books are usually sort of like one beat two out of date um yeah. My number one thing is that that I love to do to understand like how things like work and operate is not follow like I follow a lot of marketing people, don't get me wrong, but I don't follow them for like their marketing insights. Um, you know, follow like business analysts, like follow the people who are like trying to understand how like your clients work or that are okay. trying to understand how your industry works, because that will teach you more about like how to like navigate and what sorts of things like matter and don't matter right in 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 industry and just like generally your clients period then you know like any strategist you gotta remember like people are are they're not narrow but like people in marketing tend to specialize right so yeah yeah uh worldviews change and like people's like attitudes like towards those things change mm-hmm. understanding the fundamentals of what you're doing has helped me a lot so like finding like you know the analysts that you like, and I'm not going to recommend any specific ones because like, they'll be like super tech heavy, but um, yeah. plenty out there. Um, read as much as you can. Like I, I love long form pieces more than I, I do like books because like they're a little bit more prescient, but um, that's, that's probably what I would recommend. Just like get a really, get really, really tied into it. No, this has been amazing. That, that's great advice. I think, not a lot of people recommend Twitter for, for the, these recommendations. So that says a lot, you know, that's a, it's really good advice. You know, you said analysts over some of those famous, like in the moment strategists. Yeah. I, nothing against uh, those people. Right. It, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, it really depends on, on what is the value you're trying to extract. Right. Like my, my general philosophy towards like learning is that, you know, non-technical like, experience is not like teachable right because you're looking for example when you look at a case study and you're looking at like a strategic insight or a cultural insight and like a totally you know in a, in a vacuum right yeah yeah there's like a combination of like the the context the time and the client content their objectives that you're not fully read it so like when you try to copy and paste some of those things like it doesn't work the same way and they're like why did it not i did the thing you know i'm trying to do i'm trying to build a community and you're like well is that like the right like have you asked yourself if that is the right place to start for you 
for like for your client. And, and a lot of times, like just people don't ask the difficult question, which is like, is this like the thing that I should do at all? Hmm. Um, sometimes the answer is don't do the thing. It's either a waste of time or oppositional to your actual like interests, like, you know, furthering whatever goal you have. Yeah. So like, like tips and tricks only work if they're technical, getting better SEO, um, you know, uh, trying to like gain some sort of like algorithm. So your organic content does better. Like some, some of those things are sort of like, you know, mix of like the dark arts and science, but if it's not technical and if it's not like the, you know, the infrastructure, like the, the, the foundational stuff, you're really just like hearing someone else's like story and trying to like just make it your own. Right. That right. stuff does not, I, I haven't seen anyone like do it successfully. Hmm. It's why there's no other white in Kennedy is what I'll tell you. Gotcha. Well, that's all I got. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been great. Can people reach out to you uh, on LinkedIn or what do you prefer? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Just uh, any questions they want to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. People can, can find me on, on LinkedIn for sure. I'm on uh, Twitter a lot. So like, if you want to DM me there, I'm um, Sapo Chat. It's very easy. Um, and uh, yeah, just reach out. I'm always happy to chat. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.